my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me a hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! If you've dreamed of becoming a professional wrestler, it's time to make that dream a reality. The Stride Pro Wrestling Training Academy is now enrolling new students. Classes meet on Tuesdays and Thursday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. for just $60 per month. Be sure to check out the Stride Pro Wrestling Facebook page at facebook.com slash stridepro-wrestling and get enrolled now. Hey friends, welcome to episode 357 of the My 123 Cents podcast. I am Kevin Huntsperger and there is a very, very, very good chance that you are listening to this later, significantly later than you would typically hear the My 123 Cents podcast if you are a usual Monday morning listener. And if you are, I apologize. Um, I'm having some major technical difficulties right now. Uh, my MacBook Pro uh, a couple years ago, the keyboard and, and mouse on it went out uh, intermittently, and I, I never got it fixed. I should have, um, but I didn't. And so I have been using a uh, wireless mouse and then a keyboard that I plug into uh, the MacBook and am able to work on that. Well, as I went to log in to get onto my uh, MacBook, uh, on Sunday evening to record the podcast, there are four keys that do not work. And one of those keys is part of my password to log into the computer. So that being said, I am currently locked out. Um, I'm hoping that uh, if you're listening to this, then obviously a solution has been found. And that solution is hopefully either later in the evening, I got it to work or uh, I was able to get a keyboard from the office where I work and use it to get the rest of the show onto the air. Um, I could have just driven into the office and done that on Sunday evening. However, it is late. I procrastinated this week with this podcast, partly procrastinated, partly it's been a busy week and a busy weekend specifically um, when I typically do these podcasts now. So for that, I do apologize, um, and that is, I guess, benefit of doing this week's episode as a, an ask my one two three cents. So we'll get to your questions in just a few minutes. Those of you who participated and ask, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And I'm going to probably be uh, going back and forth from this recording portion of it to find where the questions are all at because I don't, of course, have them all in one spot because I can't again get into the computer. Anyway, um, I do want to encourage you to check out Stride Pro Wrestling. Of course, strideprowrestling.com. That will take you to all the social media for Stride. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, 
Twitter, and YouTube. Check out our latest show, Aftermath, uh, on the YouTube channel. And uh, again, give the uh, Facebook page a like, a follow, and follow on the other social media platforms. And I would encourage you to check out ProWrestlingTees.com slash My123Cents, where you can get Stride Pro Wrestling and My123Cents swag and uh, help support both of those brands, as well as leaving a review for the My One Two Three Cents podcast wherever you are listening, whatever listening device uh, or program you listen to or listen on, uh, I encourage you to leave a review, screenshot it, and send it to me through social media of some sort, and you could win a My One Two Three Cents uh, gift from the gift vault, the prize vault, if you will. So uh, I would appreciate again the reviews. I don't know how it all works with podcasts, but. I'm told by multiple podcasters that those reviews really help with the algorithm, and uh, I would just really be eternally grateful for that. So again, uh, check it out, and uh, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, be sure to leave that all-important review. So let's get to the meat of this week's podcast, which is, again, and ask my one, two, three cents, and I posted uh, earlier in the week uh, to have people... uh, chime in and ask. And some questions, of course, are funny and and silly, and some are serious. As serious as you can be with pro wrestling, I suppose. Uh, But I'm going to get started with uh, Zach Sterick, uh, aka Duke Randall, who uh, is a referee with Stride Pro Wrestling. He was a trainee and and has had some health issues and not able to continue a wrestling career. And I, I don't know that he wants me spilling all his tea, but I am doing that at the moment. But I also want to encourage you to check out his podcast, which is called Wrestling with Monsters. And you can listen to that wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And uh, he puts out a show uh, pretty consistently as well. So be sure, again, to check it out, support it, another local indie wrestling-related podcast, so check that out. He's also a big-time hunter of Sasquatch and Bigfoot and all things in that realm, so check it out. But Zach asks, if you could book a dream show card with wrestlers from any promotion worldwide, who would it be? can be indie wrestlers and big-time wrestlers. So what I did is I took some you know, WWE, AEW, bigger indie named talent, but I also threw in a couple of stride pro wrestling guys because um, I think they deserve a little love on the big stage. And if you are with stride and you're listening to this and I don't mention your name, it is not a slight. It is nothing against you. I just grabbed a couple of names to include in this list. And uh, one of them is Roger Mathis. Um, Roger Mathis has talked before on this podcast and elsewhere about how he trained with Bobby Lashley, who is now the former uh, WWE heavyweight champion. I would love to see that matchup happen sometime where Lashley and Roger, who, you know, Roger Mathis, if those of you who are listening who don't follow Stride Pro Wrestling, Roger Mathis is about 285 pounds. Um, As Jim Ross would say, uh, pardon me stealing the analogy, but he's tougher than a $2 steak. He uh, is a veteran. He is a mixed martial artist. He is just one of those guys that really knows how to get in there and 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 fight. And, you know, I would not want to piss Roger off at any time. So um, I think him being in there, and he's he's been doing a lot of power lifting lately too. So that has increased, you know, 
He's a giant of a man and he is, you know, intimidating in that realm. But now add in this powerlifting stuff and he is a force to be reckoned with uh, without any shadow of a doubt. So um, I'm going to put Roger Mathis versus Bobby Lashley as one of my eight matches. Next is another Stride Pro Wrestling star and that is Heath Hatton. Yes, he is my friend. He is one of my best friends, and I, I, you know, consider him a mentor in the wrestling industry, um, even though I'm much older than him. But I, I respect and value his opinion and his his philosophies and the way he books shows and puts things together. Uh, the, his training, his dedication, his dedication to family and friends and everything. So I'm not saying that to butter him up or kiss his ass. It's the truth, and and he is my friend, and I value that friendship. Um, I would love to see him in there against the Viper, Randy Orton. I think that um, they have similar styles. They have similar looks. And I just think that uh, the two of them, uh, Tyler could learn a lot uh, getting in the ring with Randy Orton, who is one of those guys who I thought many years ago I was not a fan of. But over the last several years, I have come to respect and appreciate Randy Orton even more. Um, someone who is somewhat related to Randy Orton is Matt Riddle, his tag team partner. They, of course, are the WWE tag team champions. I would love to see him against uh, Daniel Bryan. I think I, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking now, am I saying his name right? Daniel Bryan was his WWE name, obviously. Bryan Danielson, uh, now that he is in AEW. Uh, I would love to have seen that match when, when Daniel Bryan was still part of WWE, but I like Matt Riddle. I know a lot of people, he rubs people the wrong way or whatever the case may be. I enjoy him, and I think his working relationship with Randy Orton now um, will make him a better superstar and maybe a less grading less annoying for some of the fans out there here's one that a lot of people have talked about and have speculated and and you know with the way talent is leaving wwe after being released and going to aew this is a match i think we may end up seeing sooner rather than later and that is jeff hardy versus darby allen Um, there's a lot of similarity in styles look presentation the whole nine yards obviously hardy uh, you know, in his 40s now, Darby Allen up and coming, but I still think that uh, these two could put on quite a match. Um, the other one that a lot of people talk about, and, and like I guess because they're both kind of the dominant champions right now, and that's Roman Reigns versus Kenny Omega, who is the AEW champion. You know, I, I wouldn't categorize myself as a mega fan, a super fan of either of these guys. So I'm not going to be biased in any of this, but I would love to see and maybe, uh, you know, of course, these super card ideas, I don't think they ever come to fruition, you know, with company versus company in the fact that, you know, who's going to get put over and the arguments there and whatnot. But I think, you know, it's fun to fantasize and, and speculate and book this. Um, and then related to those two, Roman and, and Kenny, I've got the Usos against the Young Bucks. Um, I think the Usos versus FTR would also be a good match. The Usos, I think, have really, and I know that they've had their personal issues, and you know they're not the greatest people outside of the ring. Um, but I, I think that the in-ring product you get with the Usos, they've really probably turned into the best tag team of the modern era uh, of WWE, and you know that may. I, 
you know, I, I'm throwing New Day into that conversation as well. I think that you could rotate the Usos or make it a, a an eight-man tag and have the Usos and the New Day against the Young Bucks and FTR, um, you know, throwing all those guys in there. And, uh, you know, that's not to leave Biggie out of the equation at all, but, you know, throwing those guys in there, I, I think could be some great competition as well. Uh, another one of my, or two of my favorites, really, uh, Pac, who is on the AEW side of things now, and AJ Styles. I think that both high flyers, they would both uh, put on a really, really great match. And if you didn't know, I met Pac before as well. Uh, and my final match, got to get the ladies in here as well. And this one, I think, is going to happen at some point too. Um, you just got to get them both in the same uh, on the same roster at the same time. And that is Charlotte Flair versus Tessa Blanchard. Um, it, it, you know, it's it's got money written all over it, in my opinion. I think that these are both two of the top women of all time in professional wrestling. Tessa Blanchard, of course, former Impact Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. Um, Charlotte Flair, you know, if WWE ever went the in- intergender route, I have no doubt Charlotte Flair would hold her own in, in capturing and, and being uh, a big part of the roster. And I think, you know, obviously their fathers, the lineage there, the, the you know, the horseman connections, if you will, I, I just think that uh, it will happen at some point. It's just at this point uh, a matter of time and, and how soon uh, we're able to make that happen and, and have it as a part of some sort of wrestling promotion, some sort of wrestling company, whether you know AEW signs Tessa and then Charlotte eventually goes over that way or if Tessa Blanchard finally signs with WWE, which I would love to see happen, but I think they might get a little more freedom and a little more flexibility if they were to lock up in an AEW ring versus WWE ring. Again, not bashing WWE, but we have seen, you know, fans seem to be a little more uh, engaged with AEW in terms of their uh, spontaneity and, and less scriptedness. I'm hoping WWE kind of turns and starts going that way as well. So Zach, thank you for the question. Again, Heath Hatton versus Randy Orton, Bobby Lashley versus Roger Mathis, Jeff Hardy versus Darby Allen, the Usos versus the Young Bucks. We could throw in those other tag teams as well, make it an eight-man competition. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Kenny Omega, Matt Riddle versus Brian Danielson, Pac versus AJ Styles, and Tessa Blanchard versus Charlotte Flair. Lane Austin, former Stride Pro Wrestling referee, asks if there are any current referees maintaining some sort of order at Stride like their predecessors did. Uh, I think this was partly a tongue-in-cheek question, but I I am going to answer this and say that Lane, yes, uh, in fact, uh, referee Kevin McCleary, I know people give him a lot of crap, uh, including Hunter uh, Woodworth, who I'll get to his question in just a few minutes as well. But Kevin McCleary, uh, I mentioned Duke Randall earlier. He has done some refing. He's been, again, kind of on the shelf for a little bit. Uh, Casey Brinkmeyer is continuing to train as a referee. Um, And then uh, newcomer Brandon Upchurch, who is learning the ropes, pun intended, uh, on the refereeing. Referees really, in my opinion, it is a tough gig. It really, really is. and it is part of the training that they undergo. A lot of the guys who referee also wrestle or vice versa. 
Um, I did a show many years ago. I don't even remember the company's name, but this was before AEPW. This was before Stride. Um, this was, I want to say it was like 2010. I had just started the My123Cents brand, as a matter of fact. And I was asked to be kind of a, uh, because I was anchoring the morning news, so kind of a, I don't want to say celebrity referee, but kind of a special guest referee to come in and referee a few matches for this company in Hamilton County. Uh, Illinois, which is about an hour from where I live. Um, but they wanted me to come in and I, I did. Uh, and I remember when I got there, they asked me if I had ever bumped before, which I hadn't uh, up until then. My only real experience with anything wrestling related was doing ring announcing gigs a few times for IWA Mid-South. So really very limited on the in-ring experience, but they had me referee two matches and kind of told me what they wanted me to do. But even the the something as simplistic as hitting that mat three times or even just a couple of times, it can really hurt your hand. Now, since that time in, in 2010, I have done a handful of guest refereeing spots with Stride Pro Wrestling. They were all storyline generated, so it wasn't as difficult. But those matches, you know, you have to kind of know what's going on and be paying attention and, and have your wits about you. Um sometimes when you're maybe supposed to look like you don't have your wits about you. So it's, it, it is a very fine line. And I know uh, referees kind of these days in WWE, at least, it feels like they're kind of forgotten uh, members of the match. But really, the referee is an essential part of the match as well. And so that communication is key and critical. And uh, I, I am proud to say, Lane, that uh, our stride referees are doing a good job and, and you would be proud of that. Um, up next is Hunter Woodworth. As I mentioned, I promised I would ask his question as well. Is there any current plan for Stride Wrestler Plague to have a blood feud with a debuting wrestler called Vaccine? Obviously, some tongue-in-cheek there, uh, but I did want to use this as an opportunity to talk about Stride once again, but talk about those characters and, and how it is difficult in indie wrestling. I think sometimes for either guys and I, you know, and I, I've met plague a couple of times, um, at the shows, he is still continuing to train, but he's been wrestling on some of the shows. Um, he has a very unique look and, uh, to go along with that name. And, and I like the fact that he kind of stands out in that regard. You know, when, when guys come in and train, sometimes they don't have an idea. They, they don't know what they want to be called or who they, you know, what their name's going to be, what their character's going to do. Um, and, and Tyler and I have talked about this before on the show. You know, Dexter Roswell is, is a great example of someone who came in, um, you know, worked out the kinks and everything. And then, and I believe Tyler and he together kind of worked on this Dexter Roswell character that has evolved and morphed over the last five years into something that is really, um, a, a big part of the stride roster. So, um, I like, again, the creativity and, and the guys that, that you really get behind a gimmick and really, uh, push for it and whatnot. Now, Hunter, no, obviously there's not going to be anyone called Vaccine coming in to wrestle Plague, uh, but I, I wanted to just kind of talk about that importance of having that idea, but also not just having the idea, having a plan on, on making that work. And I know that there's a lot of factors that go into that, um, and you don't have to necessarily come into wrestling 
uh, with a because I think sometimes the flip side of that is sometimes the men and women come in and they have something in their head and they don't want to let go of that and then that becomes a hindrance because it's not really who they are as a person and I think for a gimmick to be successful you have to have some investment you have to have a complete investment in it but you have to have part of that gimmick you have to that has to be you or it doesn't come off as authentic to fans and that's why I think Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock and John Cena are really three ginormous successful superstars in the world of professional wrestling CM Punk because that's who they are they just crank it up a bit um so I think to make that really successful, you have to, you know, I think there's some of Mark Calloway in the Undertaker character, for example, even as goofy and silly as that character seemed in those early days, you know, 30 years later, we're still talking about him. And he just very recently uh, ended up retiring. So, uh, you know, hats off to, to anyone that is, you know, doing that creative and coming up with ideas and, and whatnot uh, to make themselves better themselves in the ring and in the world of professional wrestling. Tyler Adams asks, when will we see you and Sam Hunter team up to straighten out Axe Allward? Axe Allward is, uh, you know, I'm not supposed to, I, I guess as a ring announcer and an, as the commentator on, on these shows, I'm not supposed to have any kind of bias, but, uh, you know, I like Axe Allward. I like him as a person behind the scenes, but I also like him in the ring, um, even though, you know, I, He's speaking to me because I am, you know, truth be told, one of, if not the oldest individuals that is a part of Stride. So uh, when he talks about, you know, the 80s and the millennial trash and stuff, I get it. It resonates. I I am for it. Um, so in that regard, but, you know, Axe is, he's got an axe to grind with Sam Hunter, that's for sure. Um, you know, I, at least for now, there are no plans for me to be getting back into the ring and wrestling. So I'm going to just take it easy and enjoy uh, announcing and commentary again. Never say never, never retire, anything like that. But uh, we'll, we'll see what happens uh, down the road. Uh, speaking also on stride, Jamie Ma Woodworth Myers asks, why Jay Spade? I can't wait to get to the bottom of this. For those of you who missed it, Jay Spade turned on his tag team partner, Dalton Anthony, at... Uh, aftermath, and I will tell you this: um, I knew that it was coming only because I look at I have the sheet that has you know the quote unquote booking sheet, and I use that for my ring announcement, ring announcements, um, and I read you know the little synopsis on the on the paper and saw that you know Spade was going to attack Dalton. I didn't know how it was going to happen, and I was actually asked to interject and get involved in part of the uh, aftermath of that. So I knew it was coming. I just didn't know how. And I'm not exaggerating. I'm not lying. Um, and even when I go back and look at it, I get goosebumps the way Jay did it um, and the way Dalton did it. And it was it just looked beautiful. And I cannot wait to see where this goes because, you know, as the wrestling buddies, they were the longest reigning stride pro wrestling tag team champions holding those belts, I think, for 17 months, somewhere in that neighborhood. So um, to see them now go at it, it's it's going to be good. It, it'll, it'll be great. Um, I think that Dalton Anthony learned a lot and has grown a lot and developed a lot under Jay Spade as his tag team partner. And I think that was kind of the point of putting these two together. 
and they just clicked as a tag team, and now we get that uh, that feud that's going to uh, be. I have a feeling pretty intense, so I can't wait to see where we go from here with that. But uh, those are all the Stride Pro Wrestling related questions and and comments and whatnot. Uh, but we also have a question now to um, answer, and that is from Jason Skull, of course, the uh, former co-host of the Skullbuster WrestleCast, and now he co-hosts uh, Nothing But a Good Podcast with my buddy Chad Smart over at the Positive Cynicism Podcasting Network. He asks, why has the internet ruined professional wrestling? And I, I, I don't know if he's asking this you know, seriously or not, but it is something that we have talked about how the internet and how social media specifically has really changed, I think, the way that people behave, uh, the way, obviously, that we consume and and get information. But I think the way we behave um, has changed a lot. And I think, you know, the internet, one way that it has ruined wrestling is the spoilers. You know, back in the day, uh, things would happen and they were legitimate surprises. You know, 30 years ago when when Bobby Heenan showed up with Ric Flair's big gold belt at the end of Wrestling Challenge, the internet would have spoiled that long before it actually happened. That show was taped and, and then we got to see it. And I remember, and it's still, and I'll talk more about this probably, I wanted to do it this month as, as part of a uh, talk, but we'll probably talk about it uh, in, in January. Um, but you know, that legitimate surprise, and it's still probably my favorite, you know, kind of surprise moment, if you will, uh, in wrestling history, because, you know, when the NWO, you know, Hall and Nash showed up in WCW, you knew they were coming just because of the online stuff. And you didn't know what kind of impact they were going to make. Um, You know, CM Punk going to AEW, you knew it was coming. Uh, a lot of these other big moments that we've seen in wrestling, we knew they were coming because someone, a, a dirt sheet writer or a wrestler, or even the wrestling companies themselves now are spoiling their stuff. Um, and I guess it's not spoiling it. They're, they're saying it in an attempt to get you to tune in and watch and consume their product. So in that regard, I understand it and I, you know, get it. Um, but, you know, the other side of things with the internet ruining wrestling and ruining anything else is people being assholes on social media. And, you know, if you go online just to troll or just to uh, be negative, nasty, mean, vicious, vindictive, just go away. The world doesn't need that. The world does not need that negativity. You know, we, we become, you know, 10 feet tall when we're online and, and talking smack to people, but we wouldn't say these things face to face. You know, people that that call female wrestlers fat or tell them that they're ugly or out of shape or this guy's match sucked or what you wouldn't walk up to them at an arena and say these things to their face. So why do you do it on social media? I don't I still don't get that. I'll never get it. It's human nature, I guess. It's it's that keyboard warrior mentality where we're bigger and braver when we don't have to face our repercussions. But if we knew that uh, Brock Lesnar was going to knock on the door and kick the shit out of us for making fun of his uh, ponytail, we probably might be a little less likely to do that. But 
I digress and we can't get that uh, happening in our world today. So my final message is just be nice to each other. Be kind to each other. You know, I I just, I really, I don't get the negative uh, energy uh, uh, with anything. It's movies, it's TV shows, it's wrestling. It's uh, And I think, I feel like it's a lot more with wrestling just because that's the space that I follow and am and, and a bigger part of. Um, so just let's be nice. Let's be nice to each other and, and it'll go a long way, uh, in the end. Positivity, uh, breeds positivity and negativity breeds negativity. And, and let's just aim at being nicer, kinder, gentler people. And I think the world will be a much better place. And I'm hoping, uh, that you are having a great week. Uh, I'm not sure again, when this show is going to actually end up dropping, but I do appreciate your patience, your support, uh, and your friendship. And again, check out ProWrestlingTees.com slash My123Cents. Collar and elbow. Use promo code My123Cents to save uh, 10% on your orders. Um, and again, have a great week. Be good out there. Be kind to each other. And we will talk again very soon. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com.